Hello, I'm Andrew Jupin. Steven Zadak. Eric Siska. And we hate movies. Welcome to We Hate Movies. Thank you for tuning in, as always. If you're new to the program, you're catching us uh, at a time where we're we're doing a sequel, which we do every now and again. This is the second sequel to a little film known as Karate Kid, or The Karate the, Kid. It's The. It's The Karate Kid. And this is The Karate Kid Part 3. I always thought it was The Karate Kid. No, I, that's a, that's a, oh, it's a, the. It's a okay. common misconception. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it is the Karate Kid. Oh, no, it's the Karate Kid. Look out. You know what? I bet Ralph Macchio has gotten that at bars and have been, has been kind of pissed off. Oh, after you, the Karate Kid. <laughs> it's like being called the Coward Robert Ford. <laughs> They're making all sorts of songs about him. It is directed by franchise director John Avildsen. I don't think he came back for next Karate Kid. I'll, I'll fact check it, but uh, he at least directed the original trilogy. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, the original trilogy does have a very consistent long tone. Yeah. All I, these movies are all two hours. Somehow. So long. Somehow they're all two hours. I don't know. I don't get it. Like, I know what those movies are. And, like, um, my girlfriend's got a very famous story where she, she had her, her little cousin was like, oh, man, I love The Karate Kid. I can't wa- wait to watch it. They watched it together. Mm-hmm. It's going on. And the girl's like, can we just fast forward to the part where they do? Like, they literally just went to the end of the karate tournament. Can we fast forward to the part where they do karate? Seriously, there's so much dicking around in all three of these movies. Well, you know, that's part of the charm. Oh, yeah? And that's where the heart is. <laughs> and I think everyone needs to get that. The, the karate is more fulfilling. <laughs> When, when when you have some, you know... When you have some, like, other stuff that's going on. When you see Mr. Miyagi, like, fixing the plumbing of some shitty apartment at the start of the first movie, <laughs> uh, you know, you got to build to it. you got to um, build to it. In that second one, we are traveling Japan. We are looking around, looking it's, at all the yeah. sites, meeting all sorts of interesting people. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's like a, a Vice documentary. <laughs> Man, got- how about that's a sequel? They go to North Korea... Oh, with the Karate Kid? Yeah. Nice. He yeah. goes to some sort of fighting tournament in North Korea. Oh, sign me up. You and know then what? they're I... put to the sword anyway. Yeah, no, they're totally executed. <laughs> I feel like Daniel-san is one of those like really tough guys, white guys that gets a friends with one minority and thinks he's cool with everybody. Oh, he's yeah. One of those dudes. So he's like, oh, yeah, all my friends. And all, you know, he's going up to everybody. And everyone's like, get the fuck out of here, white guy. And he's like, oh, what? I do karate. Look at my cool bandana. The one, th- <laughs> the one big slip that these movies make mm-hmm. is making the movies all pick up where the last one left off. Seconds after the last yes. one. Ended. Oh, yeah, Be- because yeah. by the time we get to part three, it's supposed to still be like 1984 or whatever. This is 1989. Like, it's been a wild ride for Ralph Macchio, man. He's pushing 40 at this point, and he's just a little paunchier than he was, was he when really? he got on the plane to leave Okinawa. Yeah, he's still wearing those skinny jeans, though, and that's not a good idea. Like, they're skinny jeans that kind of just look like mom jeans thought, on a guy. I thought he was like, I thought he was like, <laughs> really high waisted. I thought yeah. he was like late 20s or early 30 in this or something. 
He's in his. I think. I think it's like. Yeah. Like. I think he's like thirty-one or something like that. Yeah. I thought he was closer to like thirty-five years old. <laughs> Keep in mind, he's playing a seventeen-year-old. I, I mean, think. yeah. Either way, you slice it, it's horrible. It's... I gotta look it up though. It's gonna drive me crazy. Well, so the well first... I could tell you right off the bat, Ralph Macchio was born in nineteen sixty-one. <laughs> No, right off the bat. Right, right off the Eric bat. has that information at his fingertips. <laughs> at my brain tips. That's all right. It. So, I mean, then, so 61 so, to 28. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. I mean, he at least looks like he's in his mid-30s, though, man. That's the weird thing when you think about, like, you think about this or, like, Beverly Hills 90210, which I'm always thinking about. Like, could you imagine, as we're all 30 years old in this room, like, going up, to, walking up to a set and then, like, having this go on set and be like, Oh man, I got this math test. I'm so worried about it. I'm just in high school now. Yeah, like, like you get to set and they're like, "All right, Andrew, like here's your backpack that your character <laughs> Corey has to wear." Be like, "What? I haven't worn a backpack in fucking ten years, man." If we were in a high school drama, it'd be called Lunchroom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it all. Every episode starts and ends in the lunchroom. Mm-hmm. And every- we can branch out and do other things while that's happening, like throughout the episode. It always starts and ends at the and lunchroom. And I'm always eating French bread pizza. <laughs> <laughs> French bread pizza and a shitty hamburger with one slice of individually packaged American cheese on it. Hashing out your problems with Sloppy Joe's. I'm kind of pitching this to you, executive listening. <laughs> I can play a 16-year-old. Hey, did you hear this kid giving an idea on We Hate Movies? Yeah, it sounds terrible. (laughs) Let's move on. (laughs) Why were you listening? I don't know. I think we'd be a great fit for the CW. Oh, man. Dude, I would love to have a show. Dude, if we had Lunchroom follow the Carrie Diaries, like if the Carrie Diaries were our lead-in, can you imagine the numbers? It would be fantastic. (laughs) And honestly, more sexual intrigue on the Lunchroom. It would be the three of us as teens, and then Chris Cabot as the principal. The put-upon principal. <laughs> and it would be great, because we all totally looked the same age, and it was just like, here's Principal Cabin, and he's just this dude who looks exactly like us. <laughs> Bravo idea we just came up with. So the movie starts, which you Oh, wa- yeah, Karate Kid 3. What you want in a, in a sequel is... Previously on the Karate Kid, it's just it's four minutes of the of really it's mostly the first movie. Is there any it's, second movie? No, it's pretty Soon much it, all the first movie because it's it's a yeah. movie that's tied directly to you know the villain of the first movie okay. getting revenge. So they really have to. It's right. like it's, it's like sort a of real, like Razal Ghoul's yeah. plan coming to fruition in in uh, with, through Bane and Talia. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly right. It's like yeah, forget all that shit that happened in Okinawa. Yeah, it was fun and he almost got laid and whatever. But it is back to suburban <laughs> California, man. Oh man, he was fucking really close. Mm-hmm. He uh, he actually went in his pants a few times. More conversation like that on the lunchroom, 6.30s and the CW <laughs> 6.30s? That were, that were before primetime? Well, I don't know when the Carrie Diaries air. I don't know. That's like cartoons for kids now, right? That's it's a primetime show. Sex and filth. It's primetime? Carrie Diaries? Yeah. Doesn't yeah, it, that's like post eight o'clock. Does the CW dude. exist in prime time? Yeah, dude, that's where they got Arrow and Beauty and the Beast. Oh shit! And and the the originals is on there. <laughs> what and is that? That's another vampire show. Jesus Christ! With the vampires, can we just already with the vampires? No. So <laughs> no, we can't. Says the sniveling CW executive. In case you're wondering, no, I apologize, <laughs> sir. You you're doing God's work. <laughs> 
The, we, uh, want, we want a show. Okay, go on. In the second movie, the second movie begins with that hilarious scene where John Kreese, the the dojo, the crooked dojo master, the Cobra Kai, yeah. is trying to kill William Zabka in the parking lot. <laughs> like he's just like, "Hey, you kid, you totally just cost me eight hundred dollars. I'm gonna choke the life out of you. You're making me eat that registration fee." <laughs> it's a there's so much of this this movie and all of this series, except for the second one, just kind of a little a little off brand. Mm-hmm. Revolves around regional karate tournaments. One regional karate tournament. It's just the All Valley, man. Specific to the, what, the San Fernando Valley, <laughs> Valley outside of Los Angeles. Like it's right. It's that specific. It is such a location specific no, place no one, for the stories to be told. Yeah, we're not going to like the state competition or whatever. How about we're not the going fucking, national. How about nationals yes. in presumably Washington, D.C.? Can you imagine karate fighting on the steps of the Lincoln Memorial? Oh. Yes, please. And at, at nationals, he meets uh, Chris Penn with a cowboy hat from Best of the Best. <laughs> a little crossover. Get those two series together. Travis Big, uh, Not Bickle, Trav, but Travis. Not Travis, Travis Bickle's there, and he oh, shoots up the tournament. It's Travis Brickley. Yes. <laughs> there we go. There I got go. it. I got it. And uh, so basically, John Kreese, uh, I don't know the actor's name. He's just John Kreese. He's choking the shit out of William Zabka, and Miyagi's like, hey, man, why don't you lighten the fuck up? Like, it's just a, like, if you want my cheap trophy, you can have it. Yeah, you know what? Here's this trophy. I will go to the store that makes trophies for karate tournaments and buy another one for $60. I'll even throw in the other $6 for them to fucking put Daniel San's name on it. You can have this one that just says All Valley Champion 1984. You shallow fuck. Then, John Kreese, you loser. And then the first of many racist slurs against Japanese people. And I can't even – I'm not going to say it. It's it's one of the bad ones. It's one of the worst ones, I think. It might be the worst It's one. a thing you go skiing down. Yeah, exactly. There you go. Um, it, oh, because I'm a mountain? <laughs> Get out of here, you mountain. You fucking mountain. He's like, I'm going to kill you, you little mountain. And he's like, you know, yeah, like, yeah. Miyagi's like, bring it, oh, you fucking fat white guy. You fat fucking John Kreese. Man. I don't understand how John Kreese gets to be the master of the Cobra Kai dojo. He is consistently out of shape through all of these movies. No wonder they always lose. And, by the way, the actor, I forget his name, but he's a supposedly a notorious Hollywood a-hole. <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. Look, it, <laughs> side For note. what reason? The Bill Hader episode of uh, Mark Maron's podcast. I listened to it, yeah. Dude, man, there's a story about oh, it. Oh, maybe I didn't listen to it carefully. Yeah, really. It's kind of the way it. I skim through WTFs. It's it's some it's it's some like horrific humiliation he puts Bill Hader through. It's oh, are you funny. serious? Oh, yeah. what a, now I hate this guy even more. This yeah. Well, did he Cruise. choke him out in the, in the parking lot? Like, hey, Hader, my, you didn't make that joke right. Hater, you fucking mountain. <laughs> <laughs> you know, a bunch of mountains, shitty fucking mountains. The whole lot of you. You know, I could have been on Saturday Night Live. <laughs> no, you couldn't. <laughs> fucking kill you you barely know karate <laughs> so basically he like in, in in really bad karate form he's just like i'm gonna kill you and he he puts both his fists through car windows bleeding up a storm like miyagi like is like i'm gonna fucking kill you right now man and he's like oh man here it comes and he honks his nose and it's cute and they actually that's the end of uh, Karate Kid 2 is uh, Daniel says, like, live or die, man, live or die. And, you know, he honks the guy's nose because the guy the guy definitely wishes for death at the end of Karate Kid 2. He totally does. But, you know, yet yeah, Mr. Miyagi, as we all, we learned already in the next Karate Kid, 
He loves honking noses. That's his little gag, which he fucking doesn't do in this movie, by the way. No, well, I mean, he doesn't. It's in the movie proper, this scene, so it's kind of in this movie. Yeah, you're right, because we're doing this last time on The Karate Kid. And, you know, we we follow, instead of going with Daniel Sun and uh, Mr. Miyagi to Japan to, for their fun adventures, we just watch uh, John Kreese's life go down the toilet. Like, <laughs> man, this guy bottoms right out. Oh, huh? he, he's like living in like, so, he's at Skid Row. Yeah, the dojo is now on Skid Row. It, look, it looks like um, in Hider in the House where Gary Busey's living in that transient hotel. <laughs> it's kind of like that. It's yeah. just like the bad part. Of, he, by the way. His sneakers are not impeccable white. They're just grungy and dirty. He's really, really hitting hard times, which is interesting, too, because it's only been about it's been like less than a year, according to the chronology of all. It's been so less than a year. Like Karate Kid 1 ends. Karate Kid 2, they're like, let's go to Japan. And they go and they do it for like a month, maybe a month. It's a a month month tops, right? And then they come back when we first meet. Daniel-san and Mr. Miyagi in part three, they're literally coming. They're at the airport. They're coming back from Okinawa. Yeah. Right. And, you know, he's explaining, like, where the girl is because, you know, you're, you're not going to bring back all the characters, all, yeah. the, all the beloved characters from, from Karate Kid part two. But, but so seriously, that's like a month. And you're telling yeah. me in a month, John Kreese has bottomed out this fucking hard. Those shoes are that worn. You got it. But here's the thing is what you don't see. The, the way they, they film that parking lot seems really tight on Mr. Miyagi and John Kreese. You go, you you fucking pan out. It's William Zabka's parents with their jaws dropped. Like, oh my god, what has been going on at that karate studio? We thought he was just taking fighting lessons. <laughs> Why did I didn't know it went this deep? And then everybody knew. That Sixty Minutes was in his face. Maybe like a Help Me Ooh. Howard situation, or like the local news <laughs> is just getting fucking in his... fucking uh, like uh, not MythBusters, but like you know those Crime Stoppers. Oh guys. yeah, absolutely. We're, we're, we're like John Kreese is trying to go into a movie theater like hey why are you hitting kids and he's like, get out get, leave me alone oh yeah he's definitely like punched a tabloid journalist there was a whole <laughs> scandal about that too so he's like literally at the end of his rope and he's like ah, i guess i'll go to my multi-millionaire friend and everyone in the audience is like say what <laughs> and he, he rolls up to this mansion where uh, Eric, he's your favorite. He's my favorite too. But Eric, you, you could take it. <laughs> well, well, I mean, is what? How, how do you introduce a man like Terry Silver? I mean, it's kind of, <laughs> it's downright hard because this is a man that's just incredible. Yeah. I mean, he he's he's the richest villain. In, in, I've seen in a while. He's loaded. He's, he's like amazing. unrealistically loaded. <laughs> yes. This guy. He, he's young. He was yep. born in nineteen sixty two. Which is a, well, a, yeah, he's a, he's like literally a year younger than Ralph Macchio, but ta- ta- also in yeah. this movie playing a Vietnam veteran. So he's playing, yeah, he's playing way older. Like he's like in his, he, he's he's like twenty seven or something. Doing I mean, Thomas so, e. Griffith so playing re- this role, yeah, realistically knocking this role out of the park. I'll, I'll, yes. I'll step on your yes. foot there, just one second. He knocked it out of the park. Just, I mean, feel, so, feel free to step away. So realistically, though, right? Like the first movie is nineteen eighty four. They're gone for a month. Depending upon like you know how long the first movie takes place, and then they're gone for a month, give or take, in the second movie. So total tops, it's nineteen eighty five. Yeah, right. So theoretically, like, how old does John Kreese have, or not John Kreese, uh, Terry Silver have to be 
if he was a Vietnam veteran? Like, what age is this actor playing right now? Well, I mean, the youngest possible is what, like, eighteen during Vietnam, right? So that's you know, so eighteen at the end of Vietnam. Yeah, so right. you could be thirty-two, thirty-three, possibly. Even that's like pushing it. It's but really like, such push- a fucking stretch because he he's old war buddies. Crease was in Vietnam, and he's like, "Oh man, you saved my ass so many times." So he wasn't in like Vietnam in a day de- for a day. Yeah, he didn't just I, show I up. I feel at like the they did. He's there on a business trip. <laughs> Parents took him. Yes, I feel like it was uh, they, yeah, like the way they speak about it, right? It's like they've done a couple of tours together. Yeah, there's no way this actor was in Vietnam. It's insane. It's really dumb. But anyway, he's the greatest of all time. He's he's also uh, he's knee deep in uh, nuclear uh, waste. He he disposes of it illegally. That's where he makes all of his money, and he's buying and selling things. And he's doing this kind of cool like. I'm gonna fight three guys at once because that's my job. Like this yeah. is my workout. Is it's beat the yeah. shit out of people. Yep, you just come at me with your big padded like dog suit, mm-hmm. and I just beat the shit out of you by my cool pool that I have. Yeah. By the way, by the way, speaking of cool pools and the ambiance of Terry Silver, I, I noticed that uh, the walls in his house suspiciously look like the walls in Blade Runner. <laughs> it is weird. It's just like L.A. futurism. He's got Daryl Hannah dressed up like a doll in one of the rooms. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah I bet keeps that under lock and key. There's a bunch of plaques on the wall because for five consecutive years, he's won the All-Valley Date Rapist of the Year Award. <laughs> well, that's, we haven't described the man. He's, he's very tall and lanky, uh, and he's got the greatest ponytail. He You've, looks like the guy. It's a power tail. It's a, it's a power tail. <laughs> it's You're an right. 80s power tail. He looks like very the guy. Very rare. Who played uh, Tommy the Green and White Power Ranger? Yes, he does. It's and it's the same power tail on that kid too. Absolutely, this power tail. You know what? It's not that. It's not that Terry Silver is great at business. It's that that power tail. If you possess the power tail, man, like Ooh. you know, one ring to rule them all, right? Let's one tail. <laughs> To rule all of the valley. Oh, That's and it was born in war, too. That's when he grew it out, probably, <laughs> in the heat of combat. Absolutely. That's why John Kreese is a loser in this movie. He's got a, a 1980s soccer mom haircut throughout this whole movie. <laughs> <laughs> He yeah, actually he has does. the haircut of the the lady who looks uh, <laughs> the lady who played uh, Mrs. Voorhees in the first Friday the Thirteenth movie. <laughs> so, I mean, God damn, I cannot stress how much of a loser John Kreese. Well, he is. shows up to his buddy's place. Apparently, uh, Terry Silver owned the Cobra Kai the whole time. Like, obviously. Where does John Kreese get this money? Like, yeah. He's probably the fourth time. Like He's like, let me open a dojo. He's like, yeah, I'll let you open it. Fine, you can open another fucking dojo, John. Just Jesus. don't choke kids out after karate. <laughs> like, you want to teach karate to kids? I think that's a great goal. I think you're really good at it. Just fucking calm down and, a little bit, John. Well, yeah, and, and what, I think this conversation like happens over the phone. Mm-hmm. And Terry Silver is in a sauna. On this gigantic cell phone. Oh, yeah. And he's just in a towel. He's He's got, like, maybe a little ring on. Like, this is, like, 80s power throne, right? Like, you're mm-hmm. talking on a portable phone, number one. Number two, you're surrounded by moisture. Yeah. <laughs> number also, three, you're easily naked, accessibly naked. Oh, yeah. And guaranteed, by the way, that's his private sauna. There's other saunas in this mansion where he brings ladies to, but the only ass that touches the stone in this sauna are the two cheeks that belong to Terry Silver. 
Right. I bet the I bet the uh, the ass countertop there's all plated silver. <laughs> And he's just masturbating in it furiously oh, all the time. Big time. So yeah, big John Cleese shows up. He's got a duffel bag. He's like, "Yeah, I'm leaving town. I've lost it all." He's like, "I'm sorry. I'll pay you back." And he's like, "What are you talking about, John? You know, he's like, he's actually a real. He's a really good friend. Say what you want about Terry Silver in this movie. Yes. And he gets up to some dastardly things. He's a really good friend to John. Cleese. He's a great friend. Yeah, you know what? He's I a want a character. friend like this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, he's gonna make me do all sorts of heinous shit that I'll regret, mm-hmm. but." He's a guy that's going to help you out of a jam. The first two acts of this movie, he sends John Kreese to Tahiti. He's like, you know what, John? You're overworked. You're choking kids out in parking lots. I saw you. I saw you on <laughs> Pix Eleven News. Mm-hmm. You don't look good. You look puffy. Let's let's get you to Tahiti. You go. So he goes to Tahiti. He's like, and I'm going to get revenge on this Larusso kid and this mountain that screwed you over. Because jo- Terry Silver, <laughs> here's the problem with Terry Silver. He's incredibly racist. Oh, <laughs> oh you know what? Yeah, you know what? Savvy businessman, great power tale, amazing pad, generous to his wait staff that works around him at the holidays, probably. Huge racist. <laughs> And the pro- huge fucking race. And here's a problem. It's the same thing you'll get. White guys that are into karate that are racist against Asian people deserve a certain kind of hell. Oh, yeah. Like, just absolutely. I buy mean, it. You're buying into the culture anyway. Fucking I'm, bite the hand that feeds you. What? Especially if you're making a fortune off of opening fucking dojo chains. If you're going to be racist, be specific about it. You know, I can maybe <laughs> get, you know. All right. Maybe the Vietnamese, you know, yeah. like I, you were there. I can get, you know. I'm not saying it's right, but I can understand why. Do you think that that is the root of his racism because he's supposedly a Vietnam veteran? I think it was both of their, maybe like both of them, that's like their first taste of Asian culture, you know, like they're there, the women, and then they they go to Japan and then they're like, oh, hey. They probably, it's because (laughs) they come from a long line of white guy karates. That's what the Cobra Kai is. You never see an Asian guy anywhere near a Cobra Kai. No, not at all. Unless he's getting thrown out. (laughs) Unless he's getting choked out and then thrown out. <laughs> so it's the old choke and throw. So as John Kreese is boarding a, tr- a plane to Tahiti and Terry Silver's like, I'm going to ruin this LaRusso kid. I'm going to ruin that that his instructor. I'm going to make him. He's like, I'm going to make him beg for mercy. He's like, I'm going to drive a wedge between them. The old man is going to miss the kid and the kid's going to turn against the old man. He's got this Machiavellian scheme ready to go because his friend is on hard time. Forecasting the whole two-hour movie and you know this is on john crease because john crease should be like hey man like i really appreciate you helping me out it'd be great to open another dojo get me back on my feet but let's not live in the past and fucking give a shit about the all valley karate (laughs) tournament from last year exactly which this kid just won he just he happened to be the winner of this tournament he just won it you know what last year there was a different winner Uh and you know what the next year, there's going to be possibly a different winner. You're right. He's hung up in the past, and it's dangerous. It's like <laughs> it's a really slippery mountain. But I mean, maybe now you said he, they came from a long line of white guy karate. Maybe yeah. Cobra Kai has won the All Valley Karate Tournament <laughs> oh, since year. like 1910. <laughs> 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 About 1910 doing karate tournaments, huh? It was. I'm there. just imagining this guy that looks like a 1970s. Larry Bird in a, in a Cobra Kai <laughs> key holding the championship. Yeah. See, but here's the other problem about the Cobra Kai, and it definitely comes into play at the end of this movie for sure. Their whole fascination with, like, not only 
right? Do we need to be the best and have the champion of the All Valley Karate Tournament? <laughs> right. We also have to look the part, right? It was like when Jay Z was starting up his record label, and they would rent limos and spend all their money on champagne to make it look like they were way more successful than they actually were at the time. Mm. That's what the Cobra Kai does. At the end of this movie, they're throwing fucking Cobra Kai t-shirts yeah. into the auditorium. Oh, we're opening all these chains, blah, blah, we're blah. back, baby. Yeah. How about this, Terry Silver and John Kreese? A solid business model. Get one <laughs> chain back up and running. Because that one on Skid Row has fallen to shit. And there's no bringing this one back. Get a place in a mini mall somewhere. You get, know out what I mean? get out of the valley first and foremost. Yes. Let's, yeah. let's leave all this behind because that's where they know you've been choking kids. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, you throw these out. Like, hey, is, is it? I, I mean, it, it's been a year, but I'm pretty sure at the end of this, this time last year, that guy over there had a kid in his bicep. Oh, and yeah. And this is the other thing, right? I know it's the 1980s, and karate is massive in America. I mean, that's why these movies exist. Oh, sure. Yeah. It was, in real life, massive at this time. Mm-hmm. But it's part it's, of the GDP. It, it's a small community, though. Sure. You know what I mean? Like, everybody knows that the guy from the Cobra Kai Dojo choked a kid, a, not just a kid, a student <laughs> in the parking lot. If I'm a parent in the Valley, I'm sending my kid to any dojo just not Cobra Kai. Terry Silver should have the sense to be like, listen, we're sending, we're gonna, we'll open a new dojo, but it's gonna be in Phoenix, Arizona. <laughs> exactly. And it's not called Cobra Kai. Ex- oh, we're exactly. Rebranding. You need to rebrand. <laughs> exactly right. Printing up Cobra Kai t-shirts, you fucking morons. So, <laughs> so Daniel's son comes back, and you know. They go back to their apartment complex, and you know, uh, Larusso Daniel's like, "Oh yeah, I can't wait." He was like, "I can't wait to see my mom." You know, oh man, my mom wasn't in the last movie, but I promise you guys, she's gonna be in this one. <laughs> all the fans from uh, you know the first movie that really loved the lady who played my mom. All the Mrs. Larusso fans. <laughs> oh, all the Mrs. Larusso heads out there. Strap in and get disappointed. <laughs> Instead, they run into Mrs. Choate from Seinfeld yep. in the parking lot, and she tells them, that "Is she, she in the first movie?" I don't know. All right. And she's like, you know, <laughs> she's just like, you know, the, yeah, sure, why not? The yeah. house burned down, you know, you've got nothing left. And then, he, you know, Larus is like, oh, how can this get any worse? And then there's this awkward scene where it's, I love when this happens in movies. It's when somebody's on the other end of the phone and they're just like, yeah, I'm sorry. I just, I can't make the movie this time, guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, my, my, we got all this homework. I just, I really can't make the movie. It's amazing because Mrs. LaRusso has gone to aid an uncle of hers who, who's just been diagnosed with emphysema. And it's so awesome because she's like, Oh, Daniel, I'm so glad you're back from Okinawa. Oh, it's fantastic. Oh, was your flight great? Yeah, Uncle Harry's here. And while she's just flapping her gums talking to Daniel son, this old man in the background is literally choking to death. It's just this actor like, and she's just like oh yeah no he says hello i'll make the next movie (laughs) and then they hang up and that's the last you see of this woman any chance i could be hillary spikes god but oh (laughs) series over right for this lady she's gone man whatever and you know swan song This episode's brought to you in part by Rocket Money, and they have this question for you. They handed to me just now, Mr. Rocket just handed me this. 
Do you know how much your subscriptions really cost? Most Americans think they pay around $80 a month on subscription services, but the actual total is closer to $200. If you don't know exactly how much you're spending every month, you need Rocket Money. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills all in one place. And with Rocket Money, you can lower those bills without resorting to having bean dinners every day of the week. You know, you have those bean dinners to try to save some few bucks, but if you were monitoring your spending with Rocket Money, you didn't necessarily need to eat every bean dinner. So find out what all the fuss is about. You know, over 80% of people have subscriptions they forgot about, like the Stars app. Don't get me started. You don't have to go through all the back end of the website anymore. You don't have to call customer service. Rocket Money helps you manage all your finances in one place as well and categorizes everything. It's easy to keep track of a whole budget. Even I can do it and I got rocks in my head. So find out what 3 million people have already done. They've taken the rocket, folks. Stop throwing the money away. Cancel unwanted subscriptions and manage your expenses the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash WHM. That is rocketmoney.com slash WHM. Once more, rocketmoney.com slash WHM, which stands for We Hate Movies. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. You know, my 20s, while being a lot of fun, a lot of the time, were pretty rough. I wasn't exactly rolling in dough. I lived at home until I was about 25, and for most of it, I didn't have this show or you lovely people in my life. I just kind of drifted around without direction and didn't know where to voice that. Then I started to get my crap together one piece at a time, and the last piece, which didn't come until my early 30s, was therapy. And man, I wish it came along sooner. Ever since I started sitting down with a licensed therapist, I've had a place to voice my insecurities and try to fashion plans to help me achieve my goals. So that's why I'm thrilled we're sponsored by BetterHelp. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, and it's designed to be flexible, convenient, and suited to meet your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and the good thing is you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Let therapy be your map with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash WHM today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash WHM. For some reason, I mean, Daniel's like about to start college and, you know, he's like, she's like, oh, you just stay with your good friend, Mr. Miyagi. Nothing's weird about you going on vacation with this 70 year old man. Talk to you later. <laughs> oh, my God. And you can tell, by the way, poor Pat Morita or poor Mr. Miyagi. Yeah, man. He, he just wants to get down pissed. to some fucking. I yep. mean, like you're damn right. He does. He's had this little white shadow following him around. You know what I mean? Like, and it's just, so, dude, you're going to the homeland. You're going back to Okinawa. Yeah. You got this fucking turd with you this whole time. Yeah, you, yeah, you can't go back to your home turf and investigate blood feuds with some some guy gene this, asshole. These <laughs> kids ordered California rolls, and you're like, oh fuck, Jesus <laughs> fucking Christ, the California roll. Really, Daniel son, a uh, really? California roll? What are we in the mall food court? A, a sushi restaurant? You're asking for a fork? <laughs> But also, yeah, you're going to investigate the blood feud, but you're also looking for a lady who reminds you a little bit of your dead wife. Let's be realistic. Sure. And the whole time you got this dweeb with you who refuses to be good at karate, except for only a couple times when it really counts. That's a great point. 
and that's kind of what the, the the big crux of the problem with this movie. I get like for the first movie, Ralph Macchio doesn't have to be good at karate because like it's the whole point. He's, he's new, learning. yeah. He's, he's learning, learning from a book. He's learning from. <laughs> but I saw he, him trying to kick from a book. <laughs> You're not going to do anything with that. When they come back to you after it's a mega success and they're like, "Hey, Ralph, here's a contract for two more movies. We're going to put four more hours of you doing karate on screen." Oh yeah. You think you want to get into a program? You think you want to, like, maybe figure out how to do some shit? This guy doesn't know anything about karate. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll no. get around to it. First, I'm going to um, I'm gonna explore other aspects of the character, like taking girls to arcades. <laughs> <laughs> and then not getting anywhere with it. <laughs> just nowhere. Like, the worst thing to happen to him, Elizabeth Shue just left this franchise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She goes to college or what have you. That's the thing. That's the thing, is everyone... From the franchise, and all, everyone's moving on with their lives. They're doing things. They're getting stuff together. He's so hung up on this idea of being the Karate Kid because he won that one stupid goddamn tournament. It's like Al Bundy in that fucking football game. Man. Oh yeah, absolutely. He's just going to be talking about that first All Valley tournament forever. But yes. get good at it. Like you know what I mean. Learn what a fucking high. He, he should do at least one roundhouse in this movie. You know what I mean? Like there's I, nothing. And you know who's also been karate? Terry Silver. Thomas Ian Griffith, the actor, is fucking high kicking, low kicking. Oh, he's doing be- some cool sweeps. He's beating the shit out of that wooden dummy in this movie. <laughs> it's like, awesome. And so Daniel San is uh, he 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 moves into Mr. Miyagi, and like Miyagi lost a lot of money on this apartment complex. He kind of took a bath on it, to be honest <laughs> with you. And you know, all he's got is fourteen old cars in his driveway from like pristine 1940s cars. We're talking Jay Leno cars. Right? <laughs> they are, we are Jay Leno cars. <laughs> You're total Jay Leno. It's a Jay Leno car because it's an old classic car, but when you open the trunk, there's just a bunch of denim shirts inside it. <laughs> a lot of backups. in Brake glass yeah. in case of mustard. You gotta, you gotta get rid of all that leather upholstery and put in denim. Just denim. indigo denim. Denim seat cushions. Maybe on the inside there's like a sweet neon pink like liner, like a little a little <laughs> tubing to keep get your seat. Yeah. Yeah. A cassette, yes. ta- a cassette tape of Kevin Eubanks. <laughs> Kevin Eubanks solo stuff. Is Where Kevin gets- Eubanks putting out records? I'm sure he's got yeah. a I'm sure he's he's probably playing some, you know Man. <laughs> some rink a dink town. I think and not to talk about this too much, but I think the new Tonight Show is no fucking contest to the Jay Leno Tonight Show. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. The Leno, way better. <laughs> that was a joke. I'll tell you what, though. One thing right away. The Roots versus Kevin Eubanks. Yes. Uh, huge improvement. And then whoever that dude was uh, in those bastard Leno years after he shafted O'Brien. Oh, yeah, I have no idea. Because it, it wasn't Eubanks. No. Uh, he, was, yeah, he, was, Eubanks, he was not asked back. He was, he was busy uh, he making was, records in Japan. He was asked back, and he was like, no. He was like, you know what? I have respect for Conan O'Brien. I refuse <laughs> to do this new Tonight Show. <laughs> So we're moving in. We're moving in, and, and you know he's like, oh, you know, Pat Morita's like, oh, you excited for college tomorrow? And he's like, yeah, I'm so ex- so excited for college. Mr. Miyagi, what are you gonna do? And he's like, oh, you know, I always kind of had this dream. You know, it's a little silly. I gotta start all over, but I always wanted, I always wanted to open a bonsai shop. You know, like really, really, that's what I always wanted. And he's like, say, that sounds like a bad business. <laughs> and he hightails it to like to a bank. He takes all of his college money, which you're not entirely sure is it. 
did the mother give him the college money or was this like just the money he saved was up himself? Karate I don't know. winnings. No, it's that's what I was about to say. Don't anyone dare say it's karate winnings. You're not paying for college on karate winnings. Can you that's pay for college with a fucking pizza gift certificate? <laughs> To little Luigi's, like a $20 one. It's, it's only if you're trying to take college courses in the valley. They do, dude. It's a 10-mile proximity around Luigi's in the valley. And no shit that comes with a three-liter of soda. You know, <laughs> do not see that often. Dude, we retired, thankfully, the three-liter of soda. I majored in half-price hot wings. Because I paid my way through karate winning. But that's the thing. It's it's like fifteen hundred dollars, maybe three thousand tops. tops. Top, that's the top. thing. I, yeah, I don't know if it was ever like, oh, this is going to pay my way through college or anything. But like, it's a start. He can enroll in some classes, start yeah. getting his life, start figuring out what he wants to do with his life because he's not going to be able to. To to fucking hang out with Mr. Miyagi and go to karate, le- you know, and also he's not that good at karate, so he can't be a dojo master. He's not t- being taught karate. He's on this, still doing this elliptical, obscure program that Mr. Miyagi has that doesn't have a belt system, <laughs> that doesn't have any tests. And no, a- the man's a fucking handyman <laughs> exactly. who also happens to know karate. That's what he should be doing. He should be learning, trying to be learning. To be a handyman, dude. You know what? Pick up a trade. Honestly, yeah. Mr. I mean, Miyagi can teach you how to fix that sink. He made him sand all of his goddamn uh, decks. <laughs> You're right. Back. Why not? Learn, why not become a deck sander? By the way, Mr. Miyagi's pad in this movie. A triple plus. Oh, yeah. This house they're living in, that backyard. Oh, I'm jealous. It's got a bunch of cool Japanese doors. He put a lot of money into this pad. Oh yeah, and that did not just... just exist in the valley. That's <laughs> that's that that hardworking immigrant gumption, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You, get, you, you work hard enough in this country. Once you get here, you get yourself a fleet of Jay Leno cars. <laughs> You could get a bunch of get? karate trophies. Yeah, you can sweet eat, house. Trick out your pad. I don't know where he's getting those Jay Leno cars, but I, he has way too many of them. And that's the thing. He's crying poverty. And I mean, I'm sorry, dude, but you've got 12 cars, 12 1960s vintage cars oh, yeah. in the backyard. So, do you think do you think that shit's hot? <laughs> they might be hot. He can't move them just yet. He sells one in this movie, and he really does act like it ain't no thing. Of course, it like is. Daniel sounds like, "Holy fuck, you sold that fucking car! Oh my god!" And he's like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, got, yeah it's, it's got, all right. Got some magic beans." <laughs> so basically, Daniel Sud puts his whole entire college fund into starting this bonsai business in. In real Skid Row. Back to Skid Row. Yeah, Other he, side of the train tracks he, is where we go. He goes over Miyagi's helmet and gets this fucking <laughs> lease. Yes. And it's just like you, he presents it as a present, like a wrapped present. Oh, here you go. Yeah, it's your, it's your dreams. It's, oh, oh, your dream, Mr. Yagi. Always, you always wanted to, to run the bonsai shop. He's a bonsai shop. I gave it to you. It'd be great if uh, then Mr. Miyagi's just like, oh, um... Well, I think you kind of misunderstood what I said there, Daniel-san, about uh, you know being my dream and everything. I kind of was just talking out loud. <laughs> I don't really want to do this. I was but thinking... Like, <laughs> yeah, but also maybe he met in Japan where people buy bonsai trees. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a, a business to have. Yeah, this is an instantly failing business. This oh, is... You know what it is, by the way? <laughs> this is kind of funny because the interior of the shop reminded me a lot of... Um, in Pray for Death, yeah. the place that that family moves into, yeah. 
coincidentally also a Japanese family to open the Japanese restaurant. They are often conned here, apparently. In this Houston slum. Yeah. It's like the same kind of thing. It's like, what are you doing opening that kind of store in this neighborhood? No one's going to give a shit. And he's like, oh, well, you know, Mr. Miyagi, oh, you got to just watch out, man. It's uh, it's really coming up, this neighborhood. It's really gentrifying. A lot of people are going to be moving here soon. We're on the ground floor, Mr. Miyagi, ground floor. And Mr. Miyagi, in all his infinite wisdom, you can see in his eyes, he's just looking like this fucking stupid kid. God damn it. I'm just saddled with this kid. How did this happen? Go live with the dying uncle. Why am I your fucking guardian? His only way out is death at this point. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> Mr. Miyagi, coincidentally, he is now praying for death himself. Yes, it's he's going to commit sabuku. I, <laughs> I really think Mr. Miyagi has some... He's very uh, suspicious about this dead, dying uncle scenario. Like, mm-hmm. uh, oh yeah, Miss LaRusso, now your uncle's dying, huh? How much longer do I have to fucking follow this kid around? Incidentally, you owe me three grand for a trip to, ho- to fucking <laughs> Okinawa. Yeah. FYI. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I expect to be... Uh, 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 compensated for this ticket, by the way. Hey, <laughs> hey, 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 Mrs. LaRusso, you know how expensive it is to fly to fucking Japan? <laughs> I don't give a shit if it was from California. That's not cheap. Pay up. And by the way, all those karate lessons I gave for free, I've been feeding this kid for four fucking months. <laughs> or they're 16 at this point. My God. It's outrageous. Outrageous. She just takes advantage of this little old man. And, and you know, he's like, you know, he, Mr. Miyagi does the right thing. And he's like, because LaRusso is such an idiot. He's like, <laughs> I'm going to give up my college education because I'm like absolutely obsessed with this old man. Oh, and yeah. And I have to give him everything that I think he may want. And he's like, well, I guess he's like, this is your business, Mr. Miyagi. Congratulations, you're a businessman. And he's like, well, <laughs> I mean, you have to be my partner. Like, that's how this would work. If you're putting up the money, he's like, oh, really? Oh, jeez. Oh, great. You're such a great guy, Mr. Miyagi. He's like, that's business, man. That's business, baby. <laughs> Mr. Miyagi would be great. In the daytime, we can work at the bonsai store. Only then we come back to your house at night, Mr. Miyagi, and we'll make a bunch of dinner. And then we can practice karate in the backyard together. Mr. Miyagi, it's going to be great. I won't let you down, Mr. Miyagi. I promise. <laughs> And on weekends, we'll com- compete in <laughs> tournaments. Because now, on top of this, you know, he's basically bribed off the old man. Oh, it'll be a cinch for him to sign off on this karate tournament application. Oh, absolutely. And Miyagi, rightfully so, yep. is not having it. <laughs> Like, what are you fucking kidding me? The last time this happened, you barely won. <laughs> you barely beat William Zabka. I got you out of there. Skin of your sack, kid. Then you followed me when I tried to put this blood feud to rest. And again, skin of your sack made it out alive fighting that fucking guy over there. You want to do this a third time? It ain't third time's a charm now, kid. <laughs> but mean, it's also, you're going to be the weird older guy going back to the karate tournament? Oh, he's you're... the Wooderson of the fucking All-Valley Karate Tournament. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Oh, man, I love fighting kids. They, <laughs> older I get, they stay the same age. <laughs> o- older right. I get, the karate stays the same age. <laughs> and the best part about it is there's some bullshit rule which makes absolutely no sense for this tournament. Which is the champion of last year doesn't have to fight anybody else. The whole tournament bracket, the whole crazy thing. And then you get to fight the winner of last year. And it's such horseshit, too, because he comes in, Daniel San, and he's like, Mr. Miyagi, it's crazy. There's this new rule that they made up. And I'm like, yeah, that's because you don't want to do that many fucking karate scenes, Machio. I know what that's about, baby. (laughs) You just want to sit in and then just slide in right at the end, which is such crap. Because if you think about it, our, our main man, Kevin Barnes, right? He's got to fight in the fucking tournament. 
Yeah. All the way up. Oh, you mean the bad boy of karate? The bad boy of karate Karate's himself. bad boy, Mike Barnes. Oh, Mike Barnes. Excuse me. <laughs> yes. Yeah, but yeah, if you're Mike Barnes, man, and you're busting balls through this tournament to fucking get to fight, you know, the karate kid, and he's just sitting there eating fucking burritos on the bench <laughs> while Mr. Miyagi folds his arms and fucking stares out at the door. Yeah. How is this my life? He's just looking at, staring so, at into space. Just, I am back here again. It's been 365 days and I'm back in this red fucking karate <laughs> tournament. So, you know, to, I feel like now we got we to gotta set up. Karate's bad boy, Mike Barnes. Oh, please. Oh, yeah. So, this is right around the right okay. time. It's my favorite scene in the movie is the introduction right. of Mike Barnes. We got to go back to, to the evil castle of Terry Silver. <laughs> castle Silver Skull. There's a couple lightning bolts and thunder outside. <laughs> so, There's a drawbridge. So, like, because he's such an evil millionaire, he's got to always be surrounded, you know, nearly nude in moisture. So he's in a bathtub this time this on the phone. This bubble bath is quintessential 80s villain and i love every frame of this movie and he's got an old lady next to him like he, his secretary is dictating notes you know he's one of those weird guys that like gets out of the bath his dick's just out yep. and he's, oh yeah it's not for really any kind of sexual pleasure but the idea that it's out make, and she has to look at it mm-hmm. she's getting paid yeah, to look at play. it it's yeah, a power no, play yeah he is not by any stretch of the imagination thinking about trying to like get with this old lady mm-hmm. but it's just so he knows that she knows she has to look at his dick. Yeah. That's what it is. And you know what? That's why this guy's a success. <laughs> That's that that power dumping, tale. dumping that, toxic sludge it's, everywhere. Yeah, it's that that uh, confidence. <laughs> that power it's tail extends from his cerebellum out. You and know? it goes like, down what, to his pubes. Mm-hmm. Connects, it's one gorgeous connects trail. In the back. <laughs> so she's like, oh, you know, uh, Master Silva, the... You know, the, the, this commission is indicting you, that commission is indicting you. You, got, you just got 40 grand from this, 50 grand from that. And she's like, oh, and on to new business of trying to ruin the life of a nearly destitute Asian man and his 17-year-old companion. And he's like, now we're talking what I want to talk about. Oh, finally, the fun part of my work day. Abusing the ch- children and the elderly. <laughs> Fucking with poor people. Yeah. <laughs> because they... Cr- they sort of crossed my maniac friend. <laughs> yeah, my, my, my war criminal buddy. So, so he's, he's inspired because he sees Mike Barnes' picture in a magazine. Yes, he, gets, he asks this, this, this older woman to get him all the karate magazine, the teen karate magazines, Which, and Tiger Beat and whatever the fuck else. Because again, by the way, it's 1980s America, and we have not one but at least five separate karate-related periodicals. What karate-related periodicals? What a time to be alive. That's all I'm going to say. But this old lady is a little bit suspicious, right? When he's like, give me all those teen karate magazines. I want to ruin this kid's life. He's like, yes, Master Silver. I'm doing research for a book I'm writing. (laughs) (laughs) So he flips one open. He sees a full full page spread. (laughs) Full page spread of uh, Karate's bad boy, Mike Barnes. He's ah, beautiful. He's beautiful, and it's beautiful that he fits into my plan. I'm hard. (laughs) I mean, get me Mike Barnes. (laughs) So they get Mike Barnes. (laughs) Do they ever? Is still in the bathtub. Yep, 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 yep. 
Because for days. When you're when you're an ultra success story like Terry Silver, you can take several meetings while in the bath. Mm-hmm. He's 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 making the secretary do the dictation of that threatening letter he's composing to whatever DA he's paying off. And then they're like, Oh well, Mr. Barnes is here to see you. And he has these two like henchmen escort this guy in, does not get out of the bubble bath. He has hired to my knowledge, he's hired two teen henchmen just for this task. <laughs> yep. I mean, the amount of time and money Terry Silver is putting in to ruining these, this kid's life is astounding. It's not just making a plan. It's engineering a downfall. And there's a big difference. <laughs> and he comes in. He looks a lot like Cody from Step by Step, by the way. He totally does. Who's also a karate star in his own right. That, that, guy, a- that guy was a karate guy. And a lot of he, he's in not... Just one kickboxing-related movie also. <laughs> Sasha Mitchell, I believe his name is. So he comes in, and he's like, he's kind of telling Silver where to get off. He's like, Silver offers him, like, 25% in all of Cobra Kai's stock. Yes. Which, I mean, is fucking worthless. At this it's, point. it's worthless. Because what, what? The T-shirts? You want 25% of the T-shirts they've had made up? Oh, well, is it the, uh... the idea, I think the idea is Karate's bad boy, Mike Barnes, decimates LaRusso in the ring. Cobra Kai reclaims the throne of that they've had since 1910, and then boom, <laughs> sails through the roof. Everyone wants Cobra Kai karate again. Hey, uh, Eric, you know what I call that? A pipe dream. <laughs> well, you know, it's time to lay lay it down. John is just such a good guy. I've got to get him on his feet. I don't. I know I'm losing money on this venture. <laughs> losing. Tens of thousands of dollars. Because also, by the way, you got to figure these ten, these teen henchmen, they don't come cheap. You're asking these kids to do all sorts of like shitty, evil things. The teen henchmen, Terry, uh, Dennis, and Snake, my two favorites. <laughs> Snake, by the way, portrayed by the director's son. Yes. Ew. Yeah. 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 We know what that's like. <laughs> so basically, Mike Mike Barnes like talks him in. You know, he's like, all right, you know. You're in on my plan. And, like, this is when the wheels start going in motion. So uh, LaRusso, even though he's fucking 19 years old, still has to has to do everything Miyagi says. So he's like, well, I guess I, I mean, I really do want to do the karate tournament. I did kind of just give him a business. But Mr. Miyagi said no. So I guess I got to say no. Yeah, he comes around to it. After, yeah, comes around to saying no to it. Mm-hmm. You know, to his credit, like within a day or so. Yeah. And that's good for him. You know, he, he like, burns it. And... Th- Around this time, he also gets this harebrained scheme of, well, oh, um, well, let's focus on the bonsai business. And, you know, to make this business a real success, we need an authentic, original bonsai tree. Right. That Mr. Miyagi took from Okinawa and planted in Devil's Cauldron. And you know what? Here's the thing. I appreciate... Japanese botany as much as the next person. Sure. But you know what I'm tuning into this movie for? Some fucking karate. And this this movie is... It's Ralph Macchio basically being like, well, my college education is out the window because I invested in, in this business against Mr. Miyagi's wishes. I am just going to... He resigns himself to becoming... A a, a, a a a bonsai guy. Like he's like, yeah. just teach me everything you know about bonsai trees, Mr. Miyagi. This is the the living I'm gonna make for myself now. You fucking it's idiot ridiculous. teenager. Well, you know, now now that we're getting to the bonsai business, I, I I forgot we have to talk about the girl across the street. Oh, the oh gir- Jesus. The girl who runs the, the pottery shop or works there anyway. Yeah, just this kid 
across Skid Row has two things: a bonsai tree <laughs> store and a, a novelty pot store. Everything and else, an adult bookstore. Yeah, it's, yeah, a, exactly. it's an adult bookstore and six liquor stores, all of which cash checks for you. All of which this. Miyagi visits nightly. <laughs> well, you keep thinking about that dead wife, dude. <laughs> See, every day Miyagi comes in, there's a homeless guy jerking off in the fucking bonsai <laughs> store. He's like, I want to keep doing it until you're a liquor store. And he's like, get out of here. <laughs> By the way, I just want to quickly interject that uh, the reason this movie is a failure, chiefly and paramountly, is this is probably the only one that I can remember that Miyagi doesn't have a drunken breakdown where he sings, cries, remembers the war and his dead wife. <laughs> it's true. And actually, the one part where like he holds up a picture frame and he's like, I feel like I'm losing you again and blah, 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 and all this shit. And you're like, all right, here we go. It's the downward drunken wife spiral. <laughs> and then it cuts to what he's looking at. And it's a picture of him and Daniel's son. Fucking come on, Miyagi. Cry over that dead wife. <laughs> That's what I'm paying my ticket for. That which and karate, which you are not at all giving me. If I can't have karate, the least you can give me is a drunken breakdown. You know what you also won't get in this Karate Kid movie? Not only will you not get karate, not only will you not get Miyagi crying over his dead wife, you will not get any kind of a romance whatsoever because this girl... He he shows up and he has his awkward like Larusso charms. Hey, I I kind of own that uh, store with the, the greatest guy. He's talking about Mr. Miyagi, oh, my best <laughs> friend in the world, Mr. Miyagi. You gotta meet him. He's a great guy. So, Love him to death. <laughs> I understand you're in college and you're here from Ohio, but um, no, no, not for me. I uh, I hang out with a seventy year old man all the time, <laughs> seven days a week, and you can put money on it. And I'm I'm. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm, in, I'm investing in a failing plant shop, <laughs> and it's such horseshit. And you can read up on the production of this movie a little bit. And the whole thing is the original script is Danielson goes across the street because Mr. Miyagi needs a potted, you know, a pot for his plant shop. You know what I mean? And they're thinking about making like a special brand of pots with their insignia on it. So Danielson's got to go do the fucking corporate research because he's a business partner in this failing sinking ship of a flower shop. Right? So it goes over there. A flower shop would make money, but go on. Yeah. <laughs> right, it's a bonsai shop, excuse me. And he goes over there, and there's this gorgeous redheaded girl, and she falls for him, and they get down to some fucking. But Ralph Macchio was concerned that his wife would have a problem with it and insisted that they switch it in the script so that it was a platonic relationship. Ralph Macchio. Don't you think your wife understands that you're an actor? Yeah. What and this shit's fuck? paying the fucking bills, dude. Does, does she know that it's not... You, it's, you're not in a hardcore movie. <laughs> yeah, totally. It's the Karate Kid 3. There's just going to be some innocent kissing at the mall. Tops. Horse shit. You don't even need kissing at the mall, but just have them be in a relationship and they hold hands. It's fucking fine. But, like, so he, he asked her on a date. And she's like, yeah, that sounds great. And he goes to pick her up, and it's great because oh, Mr. Miyagi, thanks. He borrows a fucking Hawaiian shirt from Mr. Miyagi, and, and he, it looks and like shit. It, <laughs> that, yeah. it looks like fucking. He looks like he belongs on Skid Row mm. with this shirt, and it's such shit. And I don't know if it's like he just agrees with everything Mr. Miyagi says and does, right? Or he's trying to be nice. But I think you're right. He's like so brainwashed because he's like, oh, Mr. Miyagi, these shirts are so great. I love this shirt, Mr. Miyagi. Everything about it makes me look so cool. I'm like, you look like a fucking moron in that shirt, Daniel Son. You look like Weird Al Yankovic. <laughs> <laughs> and you smell like an old man. Like, yeah, he, guaranteed he comes- Mr. Miyagi's got a whole lot of like Old Spice bomb. Like not new, cool Old Spice, old, dirty, bastard 80s Old Spice. Old Spice just all over his body. 
You smell like a dog track, Daniel-san. <laughs> and he shows up, and this girl looks at him and gets a whiff, and she's like, oh, you know what? I should get this out of the way. I'm in a relationship. I'm just looking for a friendship. She has a <sighs> boyfriend back in Ohio. Yeah, uh-huh. and, and, and it's, you know, he's like, oh, what about that girl you said was your friend, and she stole him away from you? And she's like, yeah, but that shirt makes me think that that was a huge lie. <laughs> And, like, you know, man, I get it, movie. And I get it, Ralph Macchio. And I don't need her to blow you at a Pizza Hut. <laughs> no. But I just need this to not be what it is. Because it's just neutered garbage. And if it's neutered garbage, why is it in a movie that's already neutered of all karate ever? You're not doing Nymphomaniac. You're doing Karate Kid <laughs> Part 3. Nothing is risque about this. It's just... It's so stupid. You're gonna do, the, the most fucking action you're going to get is... Do bumper cars probably? <laughs> like, That's seriously, like everyone involved must have known this is the the fi- basically the final Daniel Larusso at least yeah. karate. Kid. If you're not doing karate, you need like the big love story yep. or something like this is and and they lived happily ever after. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing, right? If those jeans are too tight for karate, those jeans definitely aren't too tight to go to a pier somewhere and go to an arcade or go on a roller coaster. Like, hey, how about a fucking carnival? Maybe go under the pier, see what happens. Daniel is, I don't know, I think he's going through a weird, like, early, late teens crisis. Because he's like, yeah, that's a great idea. We'll be just friends. And I'll just, I'll put all my feelings in a pot and I'll break them. You know, and like, <laughs> it's just like. It's, it's a pot that you make me on your clay wheel. And then I'll go talk to my old man friend and, you know, he, he'll give me more advice. And maybe he'll give me some sort of very obscure karate lesson where I might learn anything. And then I'll realize that my mother would rather go travel to another part of the country <laughs> to take care of a relative I never heard. Instead of living with me and raising me like a mother should, it'll be great. <laughs> then he just fucking blows his brains out. That should be the end of this movie. In and the bonsai fucking parking lot. Terry Silver just shows up like, huh. Wow. I mean, really? I, wow. Was you acting on that a couple weeks sooner, kid? Could have saved me tens of thousands of dollars. And then he just shoves Miyagi, you're fucking lucky. And he walks away. <laughs> so basically, uh, on their first date, they get harassed by Snake and Mike and Karate's bad boy Mike Barnes. Yes, and like yes. he's like, he's like, hey, I'll see you at the karate tournament, right, Larusso? And he's like shoving him, and he's like, well, actually, my my uh, my boss said I can't go to the karate tournament, <laughs> and he's like calling him a coward, shoving him around, beating the shit out of him, right? Oh yeah, yeah. and it's and by the way, no. it's in the bonsai shop yes. because it, they, like he picks her up. And she's like, so what are we going to do? And he's like, well, I thought I could show you Mr. Miyagi's bonsai shop. It'll be a lot of fun. It's called Mr. Miyagi's Little Trees. <laughs> he's like, oh, Mr. Miyagi, what do you think of that name? I think it's pretty smart, right? And he's like, yeah, it's great. <sighs> yeah. Well, now that all erotic tension is quelled, we might as well go to my bonsai shop. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody ever fucks in a bonsai <laughs> shop. So they get in there and it looks like shit. <laughs> It looks like shit this entire movie. They so, really never get around to fixing it up before these dudes destroy yeah. it. So then Karate's bad boy and the baddies show up <laughs> and they start. Fat guy and the other one. They start wrecking shit like, oh, what's that? You want. The, oh, would be a shame if something would happen to this wooden floor. <laughs> they start kicking the floor in and stuff. Sign it, sign it. He won't sign it, you know? Now he's, he's honorable. He's sticking by his sensei. Oh, but by sign it, you mean the. Uh... Application to a regional karate tournament, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So the next appropriate response to him not signing it is to kick the girl in the chest. (laughs) It's 
nuts. I mean, why not, man? Karate's bad boy. That fucking says it right there. That's his name. Because <laughs> Daniel Danielson is holding his gut on the floor, like, oh, he's like really trying to be. Like, I guess I didn't know karate at all. Man, this is so funny. I keep just forgetting how to do karate. <laughs> It's unbelievable. And she just gets sidekicked through a fucking table. The Dudley Boys DDT her <laughs> onto a card table. There's so many breakable wooden objects. How about one metal shelf, Mr. Miyagi? Just one. The best thing in the world is Miyagi comes in, and Miyagi is like literally a karate god. Like nobody could land a hit on him. Yeah. It doesn't matter if you're karate's bad boy Mike Barnes. Bruce <laughs> Lee would get the shit kicked out of him by Miyagi. Oh, oh yeah. absolutely. So he, he beats these kids up. They run out. And they get into their car, their convertible, and they start doing donuts in front of Miyagi's in front of Miyagi's place. Like, you're gonna sign that LaRusso, you fucking pussy. It's amazing. I they narrowly miss getting hit by a train. Oh yeah. That dude, how about that, right? Karate's bad boy killed by an oncoming train. You so, live you live fast, you die fast, man. It's true, man. So back at Castle Silver. He's he's assembling a fleet of commoner cars. His his butlers have brought him out a fleet of these cars that look like shit. Like some are broken up and so basically he told these people just to buy a bunch of cars so that he can inspect them to then drive one to now infiltrate Daniel's right. life. Yeah, and this is I mean, this is why I said it's not just a plan. He's engineering a downfall because he gets all these cars because his whole plan at this point is like I have to make myself look like a common shit heel mm -hmm. so I can go in, pretend to be this guy, like, hat in hand, like, oh, Mr. Miyagi. Like, he comes in while they're training one morning because I'm sure Mr. Miyagi really wanted to be up on a Saturday morning with this kid doing fucking karate practice in the backyard. What I appreciate about this is is Terry Silver just walks through their house and then into the backyard oh yeah he comes right through and he's just like oh hey uh, are you mr miyagi you know and he's basically he's apologizing he's pretending he's from korea yeah you know where i guess it's not that it's a branch of the cobra kai but yeah. it's just like that dude sensei had something to do with miyagi like they knew each other in the old lands or whatever and like there's an old grudge that was quelled he's like you know he sends his respects and i also want to apologize my friend actually was John Kreese. Uh, he's dead now, by the way. And they're like, wait, what? He's like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. you know, losing that. And he actually says, like, losing that karate. Tournament just broke his heart. And yeah, he died. He died of a like, broken what? heart. A broken karate kicked heart, <laughs> which is awesome. <laughs> and he's like, well, uh, I guess if that's all, Mr. Miyagi, uh, I'm just going to bow a couple times and I'll be, I'll be on my way. Really just planting the seeds of, like, good guy Terry Silver. Well, the best thing is, is uh, you know, like, you know when an old couple, you know, the, the the wife dies and then the husband dies after or vice versa? Well, for John, it was, you know, losing those kids to yell at. After he lost that, <laughs> he just had nothing to live for, you know? Belittling the children way, at a karate setting? Uh, also, without that. He, you know, he's apologizing with half of the dojo that trained him right. in. and. But that, that he says it's in Korea, and he can't. Like it took a while for word to reach Korea. He's on. Uh, he's supposed Terry Silver in this plot of his. Yes, is on a dojo business trip <laughs> to yeah. to make amends and save face because it's the eighties and there's money in karate. And that used to happen. You'd be like, yeah. 
Dojo's sending me to Japan this week. Yeah. All expenses paid. The Dojo's just sending me. There's a karate seminar. I'm going to listen to a whole bunch of karate lectures. <laughs> they put me up at the Tokyo Hilton. It's going to be great. I'm kind of getting seduced by this world, man. It's too bad that it doesn't exist anymore. You know what I realized, dude, is when we were on the Digital Drift podcast and yeah. Alex Shaw asked us we are where it was we wanted to go. Missed opportunity. What are you talking about? I said 1980 California. Yeah. Boom. I could have got in on but, the ground floor, Mr. Miyagi. But we didn't we weren't thinking in terms of the super popular karate empires that we could have been a part of. Yeah. You were saying video arcades and nice weather. Dude, suburban karate finals. That's where the that's money where, was that's at. That's where the real money was. That was like the Microsoft of the 80s. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Hundreds of dollars. <laughs> I, like, yeah, could be in your pocket right now. Hey, you know what? Here's yeah, the thing. Yeah, could be. Karate, karate from fall into spring, right? And then in the summer, we're dirt biking. <laughs> oh, yeah. Man, oh, man, are you dirt biking. <laughs> you bet. You bet. Absolutely, dude. Problem is, you're drinking a lot of bad beer, like a ton of bad. Oh, there's a lot of bad. You better get your, your can opener, drink some bad beer. A lot of bad beer, uh, a lot of wrinkled old porno mags. <laughs> one by one, our necks would be broken. <laughs> Either karate or dirt biking, and, yeah. and that's it. Yeah, one or the other. We're dying in some sort of accident. Your necks are in danger 24-7. Oh, man, yeah. So, basically, like... Miyagi respects the shit out of it. Daniel's like, oh, what a good guy. You know, I feel bad. I can't believe John Kreese is dead. That doesn't make a whole lot of sense. And that was a real violent turn. <laughs> so basically, uh, you know, the business is failing. And Daniel's like, no, you know what we need? Mr. Miyagi told me that his, his whole life's ambition was to watch that tree flourish in this, in this Devil's Canyon that really was hard for him to plant. I better rip it out of the fucking ground. This is ridiculous. Yes. So he takes his girlfriend who happens to be, no, I'm sorry, his, girl, his friend, his, uh, his platonic friend. Uh, apologies to Mrs. Machio. <laughs> don't Mama want her, Machio. Yeah, don't want her feathers getting ruffled talking about the, the non-existent love angle in this movie. <laughs> so uh, she happens to be a mountain climbing expert like she would. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. And they rappel down the thing and they're like, you know, Danielson's like, oh man, it's going to be great. I could get $10,000 for this tree. You know what I mean? That'll really give up, you know, my $3,000 somehow ran out already. <laughs> Unbelievable. Uh, first of all, he like he like falls like a chump almost instantly. Yep. yep. And like she's like, oh, I'm sorry that you couldn't do this. Well, you know what? <laughs> I if thought you were in good shape. If he's bad at being the, the karate kid, he's also bad at being the mountain climbing kid too then. Because, yeah. yeah, you're right. He just sucks ass at this. And you're like, how how dare you? Want to enter the all-valley karate tournament, dude. <laughs> when you're this fucking out of shape, you can't even belay down a little hill? Unbelievable. You fucking loser. Um, God a, damn it, Daniel-san. You're the worst. What a loser. Now, I mean, <laughs> at this point, Daniel has politely refused Mike Barnes. He has <laughs> uh, vehemently refused Mike Barnes. Yep. He's already gone to the police because, you know, like, he oh, fucked yeah. up his thing. He All went right. to the police. Apparently, the, the police, they, even though the, the, he fucked up a small business and assaulted a woman, uh, the police laughed him out of the police precinct. <laughs> I would oh, laugh oh, Daniel son out of a police precinct also. Oh, he kicked your girlfriend too, huh? <laughs> oh, loser. Oh, That's oh, real. Where, where, she's not your girlfriend. Hold <laughs> <laughs> on, hold on. Give me that uh, newspaper from uh, seven months ago. Oh, my God. That's the kid who won the tournament. 
Bro, this kid's in here with a say the girl got kicked. He ain't even his girlfriend. Oh man, that Old Valley's full of pussies, huh? <laughs> you come to the uh, the Encino finals, get your <laughs> fucking head kicked in. <laughs> so, Fuck, no skull left. So, Mike Barnes, and you know he's got a fifty percent stake in, a, in another failing business franchise. <laughs> so he's he's really out. He's played for keeps. Yeah. Oh yeah. So he tries to kill Daniel at this point because he hasn't signed his uh, registration to an all-valley tournament. Yeah, uh, pretty a much. Regional, a youth regional karate tournament. Under he's holding, 18. Yes. He is holding him over a cliff. Basically, he's holding on the thing and, like, you know, he's, he, he basically... Well, basically what happens is Daniel's so fucking stupid, somehow... They drop that goddamn tree to the bottom. Because he's terrified of what he's doing. Like, they're going down there, and she's trying to get down on her own, and a rock comes loose. And he's like, oh, a rock! And, like, jumps out of the way and fucking drops the tree. And it goes to the bottom, so then they have to go all the way to the bottom, you know, of this little And they have to protect it from the salt water if it gets on the tree. Right, because he's already just ripped it out of the fucking ground. Like an asshole. And he knows nothing about anything. He's like, oh, maybe if I wash the roots and, like, the fucking thing's dead, by the way, in case you're wondering. (laughs) That's a dead stick. And if it wasn't a dead stick, Mike Barnes is going to make sure it's a dead stick. Oh, because they get back up to the top of that mountain and he fucking breaks it in half in front of him. He says, hey, LaRusso, make a wish and snaps it. Oh, oh it's awesome. After so, he's after he bullies him into signing the thing. Yes, he signed it because they were going to leave them down at the bottom of the cauldron for a high tide to come in. So it's basically you can die Sign or, or die, man. you yep. could yeah, do this stupid thing cuz also karate's bad boy Mike Barnes at this point very vehemently wants this to happen because he wants stake in this new dojo franchise, oh, yeah. and it's not going to happen if he just defeats someone else. Right. And by the way, as far as what Daniel-san should be thinking here, right? Like, okay, guys, you know, you really got me now. I will sign it. Just fucking sign it. Yes. And then you know what? Don't show Don't show yeah. Don't show up. Oh, I was sick that day. Oh, it's my God. Oh, I can't compete. Oh, Mike Barnes, you got to the final competition? All right. Well... Whatever, I don't care because it's not a fucking law-abiding thing. It's a goddamn permission slip to fight in a fucking karate tournament. You know what? Daniel Miyagi should have, you know, they, they should have oh. realized, okay, the police aren't going to do anything. They got to take this into their own hands. And, you know, why fight them at karate, which is what they want to do? How about put a fucking car bomb in Mike Barnes' uh <laughs> You know what, Miyagi, you just got back from settling one blood feud. Yeah. Why don't you start another one? (laughs) Yeah, you you got that one off the books, put one on. Oh, yeah. Then, you know, in the next movie, you can fight Terry Silver's brother, Barry Silver. (laughs) (laughs) He'll be out to settle the score. It'll be great. The best thing is when Mike Barnes is actually, uh, like, agreeing to the terms with Terry Silver, he's really, like, you know, he's negotiating hard. He's like, I want 25, I want 50%. And he's like, yeah, man, whatever you want. You, you, you. You negotiate as good as you fight. He's like lighting a cigar, and he's like, "Yeah, I do." You going to write this up today? He's like, "I'll have it. In, uh, I'll have you able for you to sign this afternoon." I want to see this contract because this contract not oh. only stipulates that this kid is going to get fifty percent <laughs> of this fake dojo business; it's only upon him humiliating and <laughs> defeating specifically another kid that's not even entered at this point <laughs> and, in this karate tournament. And by the way, guaranteed, there's some sort of concrete thing that's like you can't just beat him beforehand. You need to put in exactly seven to seventy-two hours of community service. 
humiliating him, <laughs> humiliating and harassing not only this kid, but his weird old man friend that he lives with. And the contract language does say weird old man friend because they have no idea who Mr. Miyagi is. And you get a $1,500 bonus if you could physically assault his love interest, whoever she may be. Oh, yeah, guaranteed. Or a friend interest. <laughs> friend interest. It's guaranteed money. So at this point, you know, Miyagi is like, He's fucking. Fu- he's as mad as Miyagi gets, which is not very. No. But he's like, he comes back. He's like, you know, Machio's like holding on to his wounds, and he's like, Mister Miyagi, I'm so sorry. And he shows this man what he thought was a tree that's just living a wonderful tree life on the side of a mountain. He's, he's, a tree that he is. He's, he was probably found as a child and mm-hmm. brought from another nation to this nation, then fought in World War II for America. This tree is fucking old. No, that's that's the thing, right? Here's, here's all the string of memories that he associates with this tree. Like, emigrates to the United States from mm-hmm. Okinawa, Japan, right? He brings, the, brings maybe the seed of the tree with him. You know, he says, you know, I want this to be a very special place where I can plant this tree. It will be untouched by man. Plants the bonsai tree. It starts you know, sprouting a little bit. He's very happy with it. Boom. Fucking Japanese internment camp. <laughs> yep. Okay. Then he's let out. He's got a fight in the 422 or whatever the name of the right. regiment was. Goes over. He's a goddamn decorated World War II fucking hero. He's a hero. Mr. Miyagi mm-hmm. comes back. Great life. Loses his fucking wife. Guaranteed she loved that goddamn bonsai tree. Mm-hmm. All these memories, they both used to good go, and bad. They used to go and look at it every oh, weekend. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. He says a little poetic thing like, oh, I planted it so the light hits it just right on a fucking summer day and yep, all this all shit. This, I it mean, was like spiritually and scientifically aligned. <laughs> and really this was. fucking community college <laughs> dropout fucking ripped it out of the yeah, ground. Yeah, this fucking Jersey rat that wandered his way to California. <laughs> And ruined your life. Just tore it out of the ground because, oh, by the way, he thought he was doing you a favor because isn't it just the American way? Oh, I thought Mr. Miyagi would get $10,000 for this tree. You fucking little rat shit. should have done the touch of death. Yep, 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 yep. You're exactly (laughs) Mm -hmm. right. Seven pressure points. Kill him dead. And he's like, oh, you know, uh," he's he's really upset, but he doesn't get actually physically upset because he's Miyagi and he's getting stone cold, super cool the whole time. And he's like, (laughs) Well, actually, you didn't need to do that because I just sold one of the millions of cars that are out in my fucking driveway, you fucking idiot. He's like, oh, why didn't you tell me? And he's like, what? Did you even notice that the car was gone? Of course you didn't because there's that many cars out there. What do you think? (laughs) What's their equity, you jackass? It's amazing because he says – what he says to her – and this really kind of – it lets you know where Miyagi stands with this whole relationship versus where the Rusa stands with this whole thing because Miyagi says – you know why I didn't tell you? Because I got up this morning and you weren't home. And I'm fucking a 75-year-old World War II veteran and I don't answer to your dumb ass. Yeah. If I want to sell a car, I'm going to go sell a car. You know what you should ask me about? Ripping my fucking family's tree out of the fucking wall that I've had for fucking 60 years. Since your dumb fucking mother was in short pants, you <laughs> idiot. <laughs> It's just this fucking Steve. You said it's a. I'm not 
going to take credit for this, but he's fucking Scotty from Boogie Nights. Oh, oh, Mr. Miyagi, I'm so sorry. I'm such a fucking idiot, Mr. Miyagi. I can't believe how stupid I am, Mr. Miyagi. Oh, he's like, oh damn it, damn it. I, you know, I should have just signed the paper. It would have been all right. I should have just signed the paper. It would have been all right. And he's like, Miyagi just doesn't have the time. And he's like, I just got to <laughs> like, fix this tree. Miyagi, like, now, like, understands, like, you know, under those circumstances, I understand why you tr- you signed for this uh, karate tournament. But I'm not going to be able to train you. I can't train you. I'm not going to do it. Because, number one, you're an asshole. <laughs> so then he's thrown, he's, he drifts into the arms of the evil sensei, Terry Silver. And it's just a lot of, like, him training with Silver. And you can clearly see Silver's, like, teaching him some wrong things, teaching him a couple of dirty tricks and everything. It's great the way Silver actually finally makes his move is LaRusso's, like, jogging with his love, his friend interest. And she's like, oh, so Miyagi's not going to train? He's like, nope, I guess I'm on my own. I guess I guess this guy's going to kill me in cold blood in the ring. And, and uh, Silver's like, pulls up in a car and is like, hey, buddy, you need to learn karate? <laughs> Sounds, hey, friend, looks like uh, you need some uh, karate lessons. And he's like, oh, yeah, you know what, Terry Silver? I do. And, yeah, he's kind of doing some, like, he's giving him aggressive karate lessons. And one of John Kreese's crazy decrees for this this vengeance feud, he's like, make his knuckles bleed oh yeah and, and and terry silver's like oh i love that what a great motto for my mission <laughs> make his knuckles bleed so he's got this wooden dummy that's made out of two by fours and it's got bad boy mike barnes's face on it he's yeah. like this is your enemy he's like but to be honest he's teaching him more karate than mr miyagi has in three movies he's yes. like yep. this is a straight punch this is a sweep this mm-hmm. is a fu- like these are things you can use exactly. here are tools you can use in a karate fight and so uh, much like how you like train a dog for a dog fight like he really makes daniel san into this like evil fighting machine who will use karate for vengeance and not just for defense and it culminates at this nightclub they go to where he takes his non-lady friend out on the dance floor and then Silver pays the kid from Real Genius to like go up. <laughs> Is and that the kid from Real it's Genius? It's the kid from Real Genius. Oh, he goes up to great. fuck with him, right? And then, and then Danielson just punches this guy right in the nose. He just like man. asks his girlfriend to dance, and he's like, you know, he puts his arm around her, or not his girlfriend, his friend. And LaRusso is so fucking ravenous at this point. Oh, yeah. He's like a Michael Vick dog. He just punches this kid in the fucking nose. <laughs> Instantly shatters this nose, a, a cinder. Blood everywhere. There's blood all over his shirt. It's like he just, it's like Pulp Fiction. It's everywhere, this blood. Mm-hmm. It's ridiculous. And then, like, they get out of there, you know, and Daniel's like, oh my God, Terry Silver, what have I done? It's ridiculous. I can't believe I did that. By the way, Terry Silver's now run, runs into them at the club. Oh, yeah. He's like, oh. Danielson, what are you doing here? <laughs> yeah, right, Terry Silver. How do you not know this ponytailed creep is up to no good? Because Daniel LaRusso is one of the dumbest movie characters of all time. He's yes. top. And <laughs> he goes back to Mr. Miyagi and he's like, oh my God, I'm so turned around, Mr. Miyagi. And at this point, he has been karate cheating on him for a while. <laughs> and it's it's really weird. It's the dark side. He's turned to the dark it's exa- side. It's exactly right. It's it's fucking Revenge of the Sith, man. He's turning, mm-hmm. and you know they're he's, building a Death Star. You know, Terry <laughs> <laughs> Silver's just building this Death Star. It turns into a domestic drama where it all comes out one night. He's covered in blood, and he's like, "What has become of me?" And like, basically, he 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 spill lets it spill. And he's like, "You know, I will train. You know, I'll I'll train you for the tournament. I'll give you the right lessons. You're 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 just you're you're, you're really just fucked up right now." He's like, all right, I got to break this off right now with Terry Silver. I swear to God, Mr. Miyagi, this is going to be great. And he goes, first he goes to his 
love interest house covered in blood again. Oh yeah, like, just all just blood everywhere. Fucking and massacre. Like, and sh- this girl is like, you know, I was just I was hanging out with this guy just because I'm really trying to kill time, you know, and he's safe. <laughs> but I've been kicked in the chest. Yep. He's weirdly <laughs> protective. I'm going to leave this movie. Thanks, yeah. but no thanks. She's literally packing, like you said. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just packing a suitcase to leave movie town. Yep. She's going to oh, the the reality of Ohio in this movie, which doesn't exist. She's going to board a plane in Los Angeles, <laughs> get into the air, and just vanish. And what I love about that, too, is she clearly says, like, when they meet at some point, like, I'm here for college. Like, yeah. I'm living here. My Aunt Peg runs the pottery shop. Yeah. So what? Because of Daniel LaRusso's shenanigans, this woman has like forced herself to drop out of college and move home just to be away from all this karate madness. <laughs> she knows. She was. Like, I knew I should have gone to Ohio State. This this, 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 this LA <laughs> makes a whole lot more sense. And she's just. And he's like, oh, "What did you send me a Christmas card?" It's like. Yeah, I'll do that. Yeah. Uh, don't bother leaving your address, though. I'll look it up. Mr. Miyagi's Little Trees, right? I'm sure it'll still be there at Christmas. <laughs> so then he goes over to Terry Silver's, uh, you know, dojo and whatnot. At like one in the morning. This is after a nightclub out. Outing. Because, dude, when you live and breathe karate in the 1980s, you're always at the dojo. Yeah, oh, Terry Silver's—he's training because oh, he's just—he's—he's <laughs> yo—he's in his outfit. He's just training in the back, and you know he comes in. He's like, yo, Mr. Silver, you know you're so great. You're a great karate guy. My God, you're so good at karate. But it's just that you know you're not the right kind of karate for me. <laughs> you know? It's crooked karate. <laughs> it's I'm not on. your karate. It's my karate. <laughs> <laughs> and then you know, t- you know Terry Silver then is like, okay, well it's time to unmask what's going on here. So it's a big. Uh-uh-uh, you're fucking fighting in this All-Valley Tournament, buddy. And, of course, John Kreese comes out laughing. The the assumed... Oh, I thought I saw a ghost. <laughs> <laughs> it's so stupid. And Mike Barnes, too. They're all... Karate's bad boys there, yeah. Karate's bad boy. Mike Barnes is there. John Kreese is there. Snake is there. I think it's kind of a bummer that Daniel shows up at this party, because you know they were minutes away from getting down to some coke. Like, it's just oh, like... Oh, yep, absolutely. Guaranteed... Someone just got these brand new compact discs. Yep. Mm-hmm. And listen, there's a couple of Skinnerd albums <laughs> that are on compact discs now. We're going to listen to Skinnerd. We're drinking shitty beer yeah. and we're doing a whole lot of fucking Coke. And you know what? You're not allowed to talk about anything but karate and Skinnerd. Oh, dude. That's Cre- it. Crease is back from Tahiti. We're going to get so fucked up, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. LaRusso really fucked up this whole thing. Dude. That's probably why they kick his and, ass. And you know they're not sending Snake out there to get subpar shit. Fucking Terry Silver's getting his fucking British butler to get him some Primo Columbia. Oh, yeah, dude. This is no fucking joke. It'll get you where you need to go. Fucking their Tra- lives would have been tra- changed. Travel through time with that shit. And they all come out and beat the ever-loving shit out of Daniel. Man, oh man, does he get it. Which is great. Because he deserves it. And like every single time, here's the thing, Miyagi. When you see three villains beating the shit out of uh, Daniel and, you know, all this shit's happened, walk away. Yep. Just, let, just turn around. This is this is the path that he's forged for himself. Maybe they'll kill him. And it's, it's yep. not your fault. You I mean, weren't you, there. You weren't there? Nope, nope, nope. Perfect break. Clean break. You know, Daniel should just 
moved it back to Jersey. You know, go yeah, to college yeah. in the East. Yep. Get away from all. Get this a trade stuff. school. Become an electrician. It's all. It's a yeah. great life. <laughs> exactly. So you know, he gets his ass kicked. Miyagi comes in, obviously lays fucking waste to these guys. Throws with- bad boy Mike Barnes through the fucking door. Oh yeah, he's Jazzy Jeff right out of the <laughs> dojo. It's great, and it's. I mean, like I know he's the best at everything, but he is seventy years old, and these guys are. There's three of them. Yeah, Terry Silver is a known badass. Bad- Karate's bad boy Mike Barnes is kicking women all over the place. They're young, they're lean, and they're mean. And yep. they get their shit kicked out of them by a three-foot-tall fu- 70-year-old man. And you know what, by the way? Snake <laughs> and the other guy, they're not above baseball bats. <laughs> no, of course not. So riddle me this, Miyagi. You're going to take on Karate's bad boy Mike Barnes, Terry Silver, noted karate enthusiast and billionaire, and then two idiots with baseball bats. You're going fucking down. By the way, those baseball bats were there because this crazy Coke party was going to culminate with breaking somebody else's windshield just for the shit of it. Oh, yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Let's fuck up somebody else's car. And so Terry then- Silver will leave money. That, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> So then, you know, brief training montage. It's a lot of just like doing some slow motion moves by the ocean. Nothing nuts. But, but it is a little important to hit the Terry Silver V Miyagi thing. Like yes. he's kind of doing some some fake Bruce Lee. Like oh wow, oh yeah, it's getting get, because he's calling him. He's calling him a mountain all over the place. Oh, yeah, big time mountain calling. Absolutely. And, and you know, basically, because this you'll you'll see in a minute. He kicks Miyagi wins. He kicks him into like a bunch of paint, and he kind of gets. Uh, speaking of uh, days to confuse, he gets Ben Affleck for a second, and he's like, <laughs> "Oh man, yeah, yeah." So that's his humiliation. But you're still like, okay, this is the fight before the final fight, where every- right. everything's really going to happen. And it's awesome too because just the tail end of that whole scene with Miyagi is yeah, because Terry Silver's doing all the Wah! like being offensive and shit, and then fucking Pat Morita, man. Pat Morita was so amazing. Like, you see him just fucking looking at this scuzz ball, and he just goes, wah. Like, and he Pat, Morita, back at him, Pat yeah. Morita's able to do, like, a sarcastic, taunting Bruce Lee sound. God bless him. It's fantastic. Oh, yeah. So then we're just magically at the karate tournament. There's some slow motion training. Nothing nuts here. Stanley Kubrick's karate tournament. <laughs> this is the reddest thing. <laughs> on, it's like on fucking Brando's Krypton. It's so red in this room. It's unbelievable. And this is where Terry Silver gives an amazing karate speech. Talks about (laughs) how he's given back to the community and investing in it and like how karate's taught him so much. Oh, yeah. And he's wearing an ascot. Oh, it's just the classiest thing. He looks fantastic. He's really come to play. Like this is... Cobra Kai's day. Yeah, he's got a blazer, that ascot, the power oh, tail, man, he dude. Looks fucking great, dude. He looks. I was falling in love. He looks like money. He looks like money and success. Uh, money it, in the you bank. know, he just came out of a really good bath. Yep. <laughs> oh, he yeah. He came out of a really good bath. And by the way, he totally got a blowjob in the limo from yep. the dojo over to the community center mm-hmm. where this, by the way, hugely attended karate <laughs> tournament. Oh, absolutely. Massive. So we're there. He, the whole valley's there, Andrew. It's, it's the all valley, quite it's literally. It's the under 18 all valley karate tournament. <laughs> so, you know, we're there. He's given the karate speech. Everybody's in love with the Cobra Kai again. They're back. They're throwing t-shirts out. It's fantastic. John Kreese is back from the dead. Everybody's happy. <laughs> Nobody even remembers he fucking strangled William Zabka in that parking lot. Does not even matter. Nobody's questioning why Danielson has a black belt when he's when he's clearly hasn't earned it uh, <laughs> yeah exactly a lot of that and then it's like we come in it's right when 
uh, 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 Karate's bad boy, Mike Barnes, yeah. like finishes the match that's going to get him to fight Danielson. Mm. So we don't even... In an opportunity to see multiple fucking karate matches, we just skip right, right. to the we, last we could second. Be the last further one. and further intimidated by Mike Barnes. Exactly. If not. you ever wanted to reprise, you're the best around, which you fucking should because it's a Karate Kid movie. You bet your ass, goddamn it! Let's see another montage of fucking karate mm-hmm. fights. It's so ridiculous. So then it's like we get to the fight. Mike Barnes clearly is just cheating the entire time. This ref that looks like character actor Michael Jeter just, like, keeps yelling at him to stop cheating. Well, Terry Silver, again, like, he's... Here's the thing, Terry Silver. You've sunk enough time and money into this thing. Let's win this karate championship and go home. But no, 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 no. The master stroke is about to happen. He's like, look, you're going to... You're not only going to beat this kid in this karate tournament, which you so easily can. And he can. Oh, yeah. He's like... But you're going to fight dirty for the first three rounds, let him get a point, and you walk away with a point so it goes to sudden death, and then you're going to beat him. Keep, yeah, keep going back and forth. Like, get a point, and then get a point retracted for cheating. And it's like, it's the idea is, like, to build him up so that it hurts even more when we take him down. But oh, here, yeah. if, I'm, if I'm Karate's bad boy, Mike Barnes, I'm like, well, you know what? I'm doing some mental math in my, my head. I'm like, you know what? That's not in my contract. Nope. And my contract is beating this kid in this karate tournament. I'm not going to jeopardize this payday. Because I'm karate's bad boy Mike Barnes, and I'm a fucking professional. And I've read that contract <laughs> backwards and forwards. And I know that there's no loophole in there that says Terry Silver gets to dictate if I fuck with this kid or not. <laughs> no, exactly. So I'm going to go. I'm going to kick him a bunch of times and knock him down. I'll get the three points, and it's over with. Then, I, then, I'm, then I'm 50% deep in Cobra Kai. Yep. And... It's amazing. So, I mean, it's it's useless. It's great. So he, he beats the shit out of him. Like, he gets a bunch of illegal points. And, you know, he kicks Loser really bad in the stomach. And he's, like, he's yelling at him. He's on the ground. He's like, your shit, LaRusso. Your karate shit. That old man was fucking with you. You, you never learned anything about karate. He's a phony. He's your a karate f- shit. Your shit. And I'm like, man, ba- karate's bad boy Mike Barnes is kind of right. He is. Because <laughs> fucking LaRusso. He, Mike Barnes went to Harvard karate. LaRusso got home karate. You know what I mean? That's, <laughs> yep. Yeah. There's, totally. Nobody's looking at that lesson plan. And we get to sudden death. Mr. Miyagi gives this, like, totally brief motivational speech about, like, you just got to focus. Mm. Get back in there and just do it. Like, focus on your karate. And then he just does it. And he, be, he gets the one point and he wins. Yeah. It's sudden death. So he needs the one point And he wins. And then this movie. Oh, although there's one great line. Uh-huh. That I got. I just got to quickly interject. Terry Silver is saying little lines to John Kreese on the side of. Oh uh, yeah, uh, yeah. He's relishing it. This is yeah. this is six months he's in the making. Watching my bad boys karate. Karate's bad boy Mike Barnes fighting this kid, and he's just he's going. I love it when he pounds him. <laughs> Look, you've spent weeks engineering a man's downfall, and here it is in front of you. I love it when he pounds him. <laughs> And he wins. And then, like, after all of this, after all of the side stories and this and that and the other thing, it's a fucking freeze frame in almost, like, mid-sentence of him, like, hugging Miyagi. And that's the end of the movie. Miyagi's, like, looking at his shoes or something. Totally (laughs) And you don't know if, like, this needs to end with Terry Silver going to jail. Maybe bad boy Mike Brown goes to jail. Certainly, John Kreese should be locked up. Well, I think... Bad, uh, karate's bad boy Mike Barnes should go to jail. <laughs> no, I don't Mike know about Brown. Mike Brown. I mean, I Karate's think... bad boy Mike Brown is just fine. <laughs> He's yes. the patsy. He's the karate patsy. Oh, I'm at Cleveland coach Mike Brown. I apologize. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> 
Cleveland Cavalier basketball coach Mike Brown. And then, I mean, and that's the end of it. And then, you know, we go into kind of a badass song in the credits. It's not You're the Best Around. It's some other song. Yeah, I it's think not it's, even a Peter Cetera song. Not, e- not even a Peter Cetera song. I think it's like fucking Foreigner or something. I don't remember. But then, I mean, and that's it. And that's the end of our fucking Danielson karate saga. We Horse don't know, shit. We don't know anything about him. We don't know if he goes to goes to college if like certainly the karate things a one and done now two and done situation oh absolutely i and think i just remembered the song i think it goes something like listen to your heart <laughs> <laughs> yeah, i mean right. it's the one thing you can say about these karate kid movies whether it's listen to your heart or you're the best around there's always fucking killer music 80s music man you gotta love it mm-hmm. it, it goes well with bad beer <laughs> bad beer and great coke <laughs> Would anybody recommend Karate Kid Part 3? Yes, enthusiastically. I've seen this movie probably at least 15 times. That's embarrassing. But, <laughs> you know, it's just something that was always on television when I was growing up. And, yeah. um, I mean, it's it's fun and dumb. It's definitely the worst of the the three. Yeah, I mean, sure. I think next Karate Kid's worse. Right, but the, the original, the Machio trilogy. Right, it's at the bottom. But it's, it's kind of a fun bottom because it's like... It's like it stops caring to be a good movie, and it's just dumb, shit. dumb, you know, dumb shit. Come on, I, I totally agree. I, I think it's really stupid. It's really fun. It's a bit long, uh, but that's just what you get into with these Karate Kid movies. I, know, I mean, I, we're I'm like sorry, eight everybody. minutes shy of two hours, so it's yeah. not longer Holy than Star shit. Wars, but it fucking feels longer than Star it does. Wars. And I mean, like you know, Terry Silver is great. All the supporting, like without Terry Silver and this kind of batshit plot. All of the Baccio stuff's really boring. I mean, this it, is a movie for the villains. It is. It it really is. It, it's like a Batman movie. You know, <laughs> like it's, it's like oh man, Terry, Thomas Ian Griffith was the Joker of this movie. He, <laughs> he pledged this movie. He was great. He was great. And yeah, I yeah, I'm a wholehearted recommend on this movie. As far as the Macho trilogy, I'm a real two one three guy. Yeah, I think you're not wrong. Yeah, that's kind of the way I fall with it. Because really? they fight for the yeah. death of the second one, man. I know. Yeah. I mean the the I first watch it. You the know. first one's a little too kids movie for my taste, but mm-hmm. man, fucking ending a blood feud, begging for death. I mean, that's what you want. And the outfits. My God, the outfits on the, oh, the little drum thing is fantastic. So I'm a two one three guy, but this is I mean, it's so ridiculous. And these villains are fantastic. It's a wholehearted recommend. Oh yeah. Ah, I mean, what was the point of making that next karate kid movie? I don't get it. I mean it's well the weird thing is how did they not do a sequel to that hugely successful Jackie Chan movie that came out? I think it might yeah. like be what, with Little General. Around the corner or something. Is it really? Little, Little General's just so busy. <laughs> I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. I don't want to see I, it. I don't give a shit. I don't. About you it. know, like I just. It's not. I know it's not for me. Like if people like it, that's great. I just know. I know where my bread is buttered. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, I I don't care to see that. I think Chris Cabin's actually said that it's kind of an okay movie. I'm sure it is, but I want to watch a whiny Italian kid pester an old Japanese man. That's yeah. the whole point. <laughs> Isn't that the whole fucking point here? That is what? The, That's what. That's what made me fall in love. Are my eyes on backwards or what? <laughs> what are we? What are we talking here? Am I crazy? That's the Karate Kid. Part 3 from 1989, directed by John Avildsen. If you want to get a hold of us, check out our website, whmpodcast.com. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. We're at whmpodcast. Right into the mailbag, weallhatemovies at gmail.com. What order do you place the Karate Kid films in? Subscribe to the show in iTunes. Rate and review there if you could. We would greatly appreciate that. Uh, if you have the Stitcher radio app, you can stream us on the go with the five most recent episodes 
uh, on the Stitcher Radio app. Rate and review us there if you could. We would appreciate it. Blame it on Outer Space. Eric Siska's Conspiracy Theory Takedown Show now running bi-weekly. Blame it on OuterSpace.com at Blame Space Pod on Twitter. What is in the works for a B-I-O-S-O-O-S? Uh, the Holy Bible. Oh, shit. <laughs> What's that, that, a fucking six-parter? Uh, <laughs> well, you know, we're just talking about a couple of different things on there. It's, um, you know, stuff like, uh, was uh, Jesus an alien and uh, <laughs> Sodom and Gomorrah? Was that a uh, nuclear explosion? Eh, tune in, find out. Well, there you go. Blame it on outerspace.com. Rate and review those guys in iTunes as well. If you like us talking about Karate Kid, you should definitely download the app, and you should definitely check out on Bandcamp, doing an animation damnation on the Karate Kid cartoon show. And uh, if you were thinking to yourself, man, I really think Karate Kid Part 3 might be a good idea, but uh, where's all the magic? It's all in that cartoon. So Steve's right. Grab the app or check out our Bandcamp page for the Karate Kid cartoon discussion, the third installment of the very popular animation damnation. Clue for next week, Eric Siska. Anthony Michael Hall. Holy crap, everybody. Let that tickle your brain for a week. Until then, I'm Andrew Jupin. Steven Zedek. Eric Siska. Take it easy. I love it when he 